Hello, everyone. We are chugging along here in the book of Romans, and in my opinion, it has been so good diving into this gospel of God with y'all. So for today's reading, I think we should start by realizing where we are, what's going on, and where we're headed, because currently we are stationed at an awesome turning point in the book. In chapter one, Paul initially laid the tracks for this epistle with what I think is an epic introduction to what he's going to be talking about, but then he quickly transitions to a subject that is very serious and can be even heavy to most Christians. In this transition, he continues to set a stage. He begins to set a stage of mankind's terrible condition and how because of our condition, we are rightly and subject, or rightly under and subject to God's condemnation. And Paul talked about condemnation in chapters one and two related to three groups of people, and these were covered um, in the last few days. These groups are mankind generally, the self-righteous particularly, and the the religious specifically. And I'd say based on these three groups of people that Paul made a pretty clear argument that by our human nature, we don't match God's nature and his righteous requirements. Therefore, we are rightly under God's condemnation. Now, if those three groups of people weren't enough to convince you, Paul has one more group to drive home the point. Starting in verse 9, Paul begins to reveal that all the world totally is under God's condemnation. What did Paul tell the Roman believers? Who's under sin? Just the Gentiles? No. Just those who didn't go to the meetings? No. Those who didn't read their Bibles? No. Okay, I think I got it. It's probably those who are obviously living lives of terrible and outrageous sin. No. Paul said that both to the Jews and the Greeks, he has charged with the other apostles that all are under sin. All the world. All of the world is under God's condemnation. If someone thinks that they for some reason are exempt, well, Paul would disagree. Uh, David, David, who Paul quotes in this chapter, would disagree. And of course, God would disagree. So, Verses 10 through 12 go on to confirm this by saying, There is none righteous. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks out God. And all have turned aside. There is none who does good. There is not so much as one. This is the black background. At this point, <laughs> at this point when, of my reading, I realized that mankind is in a pretty pitiful and helpless situation, and we need help. So, Paul, I think we're ready. We see the black background. You've got me on the edge of my seat. What's next? What do we do and what can we do? If we backtracked in time, um, there would likely be some helpful and good-hearted Jews that would say, yeah, just keep doing what God's always told us to do and you'll be fine. Oh, what's that? Keep the law. And you know what? To me, it seems logical, but it's still so impossible and unattainable. Paul speaks of the law in chapter 3, verse 19, that it was there so that every mouth may be stopped. That every mouth may be stopped. Meaning, God's purpose in giving the law was to expose man, subdue man, and to guard or keep God's chosen ones for Christ, that they may be led to Christ. Don't do believe. Here is the great and awesome turn, the good news. This is the gospel. 
All the world may be under God's condemnation because we don't and can't meet God's righteousness. But the righteousness of God has been manifested to us through faith in Christ. We have been justified freely, Paul says. We've been justified freely by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, God's Son. We were all under condemnation, but we have hope. All of you, Seasock listeners, we have hope. There is a provision, a solution, a mediator between God and man, a person. Who is that person? Later in Romans, Paul said that that, now then, there is no condemnation to who? To those who are in Christ Jesus. The law of the Old Testament, that, that law could not save us. And this is awesome. God never anticipated or expected man to be able to live up to his perfect high and standard, uh, holy standard. We thought we could do it, but we couldn't. We found this over and over again, but we can be at peace because in verse eight, uh, 28, if I'm looking at it right, God speaks to us through Paul by saying, we account a man justified by faith apart from the works of the law. So we have been redeemed by Christ because we have been... Oh, sorry, we have been justified by God because we have been redeemed by Christ and we're one with Christ. So we're, we're in a position then where we can be justified. We were once under God's condemnation, subject to his condemnation, and his requirements of holiness, righteousness, and glory were way too great upon us. And though they were impossible for you, for me, for all of us to fulfill, God, the Father, paid the price. God paid the price For us through Christ and Christ's death on the cross. And on on the cross, through his death, through his his blood, an eternal redemption uh, was, was paid for us. And in him, in God's son, we are justified before God. So this is Romans 3. I hope you uh, continue to enjoy God's word in this book and even find time to fellowship or Zoom or snap or Marco Polo with one another about the other great points that we didn't have time to get into on this podcast. All right, y'all have a great day.